0: Hello everyone, Pastor Russ here. I want to welcome you to this week's video message. We are filming here today in our Ignite Youth Room. Shout out to Pastor Lance and all those 7th through 12th grade students. I'm filming in your space today. We appreciate you. We miss you. We look forward to being able to get back together again. Check out all the content that Pastor Lance is doing to continue to help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And thank you Lance for letting me use your space for this week's video. If you're not watching this video from our website I do want to let you know that we have created a new page called Faith Online. This page will guide you through assistance. There's also sermon videos and worship videos and additional resources that you'll find there updated every week. This video is interactive and so there'll be times where I'll ask you to pause and have you read some scriptures or maybe walk through some reflection questions And so uh, this is going to be a time where we spend together looking into God's word and seeing what it is that he wants to say to us today. Before we begin this video, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer together. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to meet together like this, get into your word, and allow your word to speak into our lives. Thank you for this time together. No matter what people are walking through right now, We just want to settle our hearts and minds on Christ Jesus. And we thank you for this time now in Jesus' name, amen. Let's start with this short video clip. Today we'll be looking at the account of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Maybe you've heard this story before, and if you haven't, we're going to look at several passages, and I'm going to have you pause in a moment and read as many as you want. There's a choice of four. You can read all four or just read one, but we're going to look at each of these accounts from the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So take a moment and read whatever passages you feel led before we begin. As we unpack this account, I want to start with the book of John, chapter 12. Look at these verses here in 12 and 13. The Bible says, The next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." Blessed is the King of Israel. Hosanna. That is a huge expression of praise and adoration and joy. And that word Hosanna in the Hebrew, it means save now or save us, we pray. That's powerful to think these people, as Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, they're waving their palm branches, shouting Hosanna which means save us. What would they need saved from? It's interesting to note the kind of situation that they were in. They were under oppression. Oppression from the Roman government. And they were looking for their king to save them from this oppression. And so here comes Jesus. The people are shouting, Hosanna, save us, we pray. And this was prophesied about in Psalm 118, 25 through 26, the Bible says, Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. And to think about these people waving these branches, welcoming Jesus into the city, and shouting Hosanna. Some of them had to have had that prophetic verse in mind, this king is going to save them from oppression. Palm branches would signify victory, and they're waving these palm branches in great anticipation and expectation for triumph and peace over their oppressor, the Roman government. And Just imagine the setting and everything that was happening there. And you can look at today's circumstances, and it's almost just... Crazy to think about the type of oppression that many people are in right now, and maybe it's regarding people's health or people's finances or just the fear, being under the oppression of anxiety and all of that stuff. And we cry out to the Lord, Hosanna, save us now. Let's look at these reflection questions. What are some things that you are needing God's help with right now? And the next question is, is there anything that you are needing him to save? Take a moment to walk through those questions. The next moment I want to look at is a pretty sacred moment. You know, the Bible only lists a few times where Jesus wept. And in this particular situation, Jesus wept two times in the Gospels. One was when he was at Lazarus' tomb, and he is crying with his family and friends. And the other situation is right here at the triumphal entry. And Jesus weeps because the people, the city, they don't recognize him for who he really is. These people are shouting, Hosanna because they want to be saved from that oppression. They want a conquering king who will give them power. But yet here Jesus comes humbly riding on a donkey and he is going to bring a different kind of salvation. Look at his words here in Luke 19. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, If you, Even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. You did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. It's amazing to think that these people had the king of kings right in front of them, but they truly didn't know what he was there to do. He was there to set people free from the oppression of sin the things that are going on in the heart of man, not necessarily the oppression of the Roman government. Even the disciples didn't have it all figured out. Look at this in John 12, verse 16. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. They didn't get it either. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize. They didn't fully realize what was going on spiritually and the people that were there shouting Hosanna didn't either and in this unique season I think it's important to ask ourselves some spiritual questions we're walking through a lot of things we want God to save us from a lot of things but are we truly looking on the inside and saying God what do you want to do in my heart what do you want to do in my life and so let's take a moment now to walk through these reflection questions How has this season impacted you spiritually? And the second part to that is, have you been focused on Him or mainly the circumstances around you? We've established now that the people that were there that day didn't fully understand, didn't fully realize what was happening and what the kingdom of God was going to look like. They thought their kingdom was going to be one that would, again, get rid of that Roman oppression. But the kingdom that Jesus is bringing is so much different. The kingdom of God is the rule or the reign of God in your heart and in your life. These people didn't quite understand that. They didn't quite get that. And... You know, we need to understand that right here and right now in the midst of our circumstances, God wants to bring his kingdom right into your heart and your life. And that is where his kingdom is, right here and right now, is when people respond to him, when people give their life to Jesus, he comes in and he begins to rule in their life. The other part to this is for those who have God's rule in their life now, will get to be in his kingdom when he returns and sets things up again. And it's so important to understand that if you want eternal life, if you want to be in the kingdom of heaven, you need to have the kingdom of God in your heart. This moment of Palm Sunday and the triumphal entry, in some ways it's just a snippet, of what's going to happen in the future. Look at these amazing words that John gives us in the book of Revelation. Chapter 7, verse 9 says this, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, that would be Jesus, and they were clothed in white and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. You look at this moment in history. It goes beyond the Roman Empire, and it's true salvation. Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb of God in heaven. To think about the significance of the salvation God brings into our hearts and lives, it is amazing. And to look forward to that day in heaven, that heavenly triumphal moment and that Palm Sunday, if you will, in heaven, we're looking forward to that day, but we recognize that true salvation, true saving happens in the heart of man. You know, something that stuck out to me in this passage is a moment where Jesus' opposition, that would be the Pharisees, they saw the crowd, they saw the uproar, got a little concerned, and you can see this here in John 12, verse 19. It says, So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. That's quite a statement, and what just sticks out to me with that?" Is right now as I evaluate what's going on, not just in our local area, not just in our state and even our nation, but I look around the world, people are starting to turn their hearts toward Jesus. They're starting to look toward him. They realize that all of these things around them are are they're, they're fleeting and, and they need something that will sustain them. And the only one who can do that is Jesus Christ. And I just want you to picture for a moment right now that what if the entire world, as I speak, what if the entire world is starting to pursue Jesus and maybe like never before. And it's happening. It's happening right now. And if things settle back down for all of us and we go back to the way things have always been and And uh, I'm just telling you, we've missed the point. This is an opportunity for us to look to Christ and to pursue Him in the midst of all of this and recognize the whole world is slowing down in some ways and looking at what truly matters in life, and it's Jesus. Look at what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 2. God wants all people, all people to be saved And to come to a knowledge of the truth. As we navigate our days and we look at the things that we're walking through and we ask God to save us from these things. Maybe in your prayer life you're asking for God to protect you, for God to help you, for God to watch over you. And maybe a prayer that we should be praying is God help us to grow closer to you. Help us to see you more clearly. Help us to to lean into you and to turn to you and to turn away from sin? Are we praying prayers like that, where we're trying to lean into Christ and not just shelter ourselves? These are important things that God wants to do in the heart of man right now, and are we paying attention? Look at these reflection questions. If God desires all people to be saved, what are you doing right now? to help people come to know him. And then the other part, this is a a question for anybody out there that's listening. Have you asked Jesus to save you? Reflect on those questions. Finally, We've talked a lot about the word salvation and the people waving their palm branches and shouting Hosanna, which means save now or save us, we pray. Perhaps you're sitting here and you're listening today and you're thinking, I need that salvation. Not just with my circumstances and the things that are going on around me, but I need that salvation that comes in my heart and into my life. Martin Luther says that the recognition of sin is the beginning of salvation. And if you truly desire to receive Christ into your life and receive that salvation, you need to come to him in recognition of sin. The Bible says we're all sinners and we are in need of saving. And so I'm going to invite you in a moment to respond the work that Jesus Christ did for you on the cross so that you could be saved. This is a big week, Easter week, Passion week, and God's love for you extended to the point where he went to a cross and he gave up his life so that you could be set free, so that you could be saved. Will you pray with me right now? God, I thank you for everyone that's listening. And Lord, I ask if there's anyone that desires the salvation that I'm speaking about today, not just the salvation from circumstances and the oppression of many things that are happening right now, but to truly desire salvation from the oppression of sin. I invite you to pray with me right now to receive that into your life. Just say, Jesus, today I come to you, a sinner in need of salvation and so I ask that you would come and save my life and forgive me of my sin and I ask that you would redeem me that you would be my Lord and my Savior and help me in this new life of Jesus to live for you from this day forward and I thank you for this miraculous gift of salvation Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for watching today. I do want to take a moment to just let you know about a couple of things with Passion Week that's happening here at our church. On Thursday night, April 9th, we have a live-streamed Monday Thursday service. We're going to be partaking in communion together. If you would like to join us for that, and you would like communion at your home, please reach out to us, and we will try to deliver those to you if we can get that to you in time for the service. That will be at 7 o'clock on Thursday night, April 9th, a Maundy Thursday worship service live. And we also want to draw your attention to Easter Sunday. We're going to be doing a drive-in worship service in our parking lot 10 a.m. Easter morning. We have permission from our state government to be able to do this. This is legal given the current circumstances. If we go into a shelter at home, then we will be doing Easter a little bit differently, but our plan is to do a drive-in service. People must stay in their car and uh, we're going to pump the service to you through your radio. And um, also, it will be live streamed. You can watch this online with us. We look forward to worshiping together the risen King, Jesus Christ. And as we close this video today, I leave you with this awesome clip of Jesus, the risen Savior. God bless you, and have a great week.
1: The king has returned, the prophecies fulfilled, the years of longing are over, the king has returned, and now all will be made right, amidst shouts of praise and tears of joy, the pleading for justice, the cries for our enemies' defeat, the king has Has returned. The king who was driven from his land as an infant, who spent his first years as a refugee, who understands pain and suffering. But this king is not who we were looking for. This king brings justice, not over our enemies, but in the midst of our enemies. He brings peace, not in our land, but in our souls. He is the answer to the prayer we did not know we were praying. The king has returned. Long live the king. The king is dead. The hand that once held a branch now gripped a hammer. The king is dead. This king of kings who embraced the very nature of a servant. This prince of peace, broken for us, this commander of angels, surrendered to a cross. This king joins us in our suffering. Empathizes in our weakness, and he calls us to die with him, to lay down our lives, to live in surrender, that we may be fully alive. The king is dead. Long live the king. But this king is not gone forever story has not ended. There is a twist. A third act. There is a third day. And on that third day, the king will strip death of its power and extinguish the sting of Hades. This king is not defeated. This king is not destroyed. This king is the resurrection, he is the life, he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The king has returned, leaving death behind, destroying hate, inviting us all to live in his victory, in his kingdom, in his Yes, the king has risen.